welcome to the podcast series, Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. I'm Catherine Brassel, and today I'm joined by Darlington Onyegoro, who is the co-founder and CEO at Aladdin Digital Bank in Nigeria. With Africa's economy powered by small, medium businesses and freelancers who are currently migrating their businesses online, they're often faced with severe identity and fraud issues. But until now, I've had to use fragmented solutions by downloading several apps in order to effectively run their businesses. Aladdin offers a super app to solve all of these problems. It is the world's first open digital bank that seamlessly combines banking and commerce. Bank differently with Aladdin and get the tools needed to secure, securely earn, borrow, save, make payments and connect with their growing community. Hi there, Darlington. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. How have you been? I'm fine, Catherine. Thank you for having me. Hello, audience. I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you. <laughs> and how have things been your side um, and in Nigeria at, uh, what are we now, the, the start of February? Oh, yeah. This is, uh, today is uh, the month of February and uh, a lot, you know, in preparation for Valentine's Day, a lot of <laughs> advertising, marketing. And everybody's trying to maximize the Valentine's Day for one marketing yes. opportunity or the other and all that. And you know, yeah, people are excited. People are pumped. It's Lagos. Lagos is full of excitement. And uh, we're also a part of that excitement. No, that's brilliant. And we're, yeah, we're very, we're very fortunate to have you today. And just to hear a bit more about you. Um, yeah, it would be great if you were able to tell us a bit more about your background, your sort of career journey, and really what got you started in the fintech space. Okay, so uh, a brief summary about myself. I actually read mechanical engineering, uh, but while, while I was in school, I had this you know, common urge to become a banker. Yeah. I used to tell my friends those days in school that I'm going to be a banker. And I'm like, wow, why are you studying mechanical engineering? Because I was among the top 20 guys in my school, my class. We were close to 200. And, uh, and yet, I had this urge to become a banker. I had okay. this love for banking. Uh, so when I finished schooling, I actually applied to GT Bank, one of the foremost banks here in Nigeria. And I was surprised. I went through the process and I was taken, you know. And I also became the best uh, graduating student from the training school of GT Bank. Uh, but unfortunately, I found myself, not, not unfortunately, uh, somehow, I found myself in marketing, in the marketing department. Yeah. And, uh, so, I was being the best graduate student. Normally, I should be able to select which department of the bank I would love to work with. But somehow, I was cajoled, and uh, I ended up so being a marketer. So, I was in market when I realized that the bank had so many products, but there was still a gap in the Product yes. lineup, all right. We had products for kids, for teenagers, adults, but we didn't have any products for young people. We didn't have any products for young people, for market. And that was a very huge part of the population. Mm-hmm. Africa has one of the youngest population in the world today. A lot of Gen Zs uh, are selling Africans. So we need to design something special for them. So I came up with a product for the Gen Z's in Nigeria, and okay. uh, the bank brought me to that idea and moved me to product development department. So that's how I began my career in designing product strategy and the whole layout. So from GT Bank, I got a job with Diamond Bank. I was also part of the strategy team in Diamond Bank. I was part of the MIS team. Uh, so our job was to use provide insights using data 
analytics to provide insights of close to 300 branches of Diamond Bank today. And uh, from there, I moved to uh, a microfinance bank, the Pan African Microfinance Bank, called Pandora. That is where I cut my teeth, actually, uh, in regards to uh, microfinancing, micro insurance, and the likes. So we need to understand how we do all this to grow personally. Then from there, I got a call from Opera. Mm. Opera is a Norwegian firm that uh, yes. uh, actually owns the Opera mini browser. Uh, but I actually got this call through Silent in the Cloud, <laughs> because Silent in the Cloud was uh, the company that uh, they, they partnered with to hire for certain roles uh, in Nigeria. So they were expanding to Africa, uh, but they had a fintech uh, plan for Africa. Not just the news, the Opera news, Opera browser. Uh, they wanted to launch a subsidiary called OP in Africa yes. uh, with a hundred million dollar fund. So I was lucky enough that Talented Club found me at the right time. Uh, I got the job as one of the founding directors of OP. And today, OP is a two billion dollar. Yes, unicorn. it's done extremely uh, well. Only, yeah, I'm probably excited to be among the five founding directors of OP uh, in Nigeria. And I became also the MD of OCAS, which is the company of OP. So I'm just saying that that has been my, you know, my drive from uh, mechanical engineering. I ended up being uh, having the most 14 years banking experience uh, so far. Uh, so I left OPE and all cash during the pandemic to start aligning with my friends. Then because we have seen commercial banking, microfinance banking, fintech space, we've seen it all. I won't say we've seen it all. But we have a good understanding of how banking works here yes. in Africa. And therefore, we decided to come up with a challenger bank or a real bank that would just revolutionize the way banking is done. Because we felt that the monolithic structure of banking today needs to give way to a more flexible structure yes, that yeah. actually allows uh, individuals, SMEs, Gen to become more flexible while actually banking. So banking shouldn't be rigid. And those uh, vertical, where the bank only has relationship with the customer, and there's no horizontal relationship between the customers and themselves. Uh, themselves. So we came up with Aladdin. So Aladdin is the first ecosystem bank where there's the vertical and horizontal relationship between the customers of the bank and the customers themselves. Mm. And at the same time, Aladdin is a three-in-one app that has banking features like loan savings, and once and only very has. It has a marketplace where you can actually buy and sell your goods and services. And number three, it has a social network. It's like Instagram. But Instagram is a network of people of bank points who are on the same app, who have been verified and validated by the bank. So you are dealing with safe people on the same app. So you have a social community that is active. Yes. You have a marketplace. And the marketplace is protected by an escrow system to ensure that the buyer and the seller is protected once there is a deal that goes between the two of them. We are trying to revolutionize banking by providing an ecosystem of solutions. And I also mentioned that we are the first bank that allows particular horizontal relationship between our customers. And as a super app, we have this three-in-one solution. So we have uh, an, a super app that has banking features like savings, loans, investment, uh, what we call it, payments, bills, yes. payments, remittance, insurance, pension. On one hand, you have a marketplace uh, with an ecosystem that, that protects the buyer and the sellers uh, so that uh, the, the, the incidences of fraud are quite minimized on the on the mm. platform, 
and every single customer is also validated and goes through a proper KYC uh, process. And then we have an active community or a social network on the platform that allows you to expand your network, make new friends, and follow people and people, other people can follow you on the app and see your work and also see your business and what you have to offer on the app. So we allow both social commercial interaction while also supporting you with banking solutions on the app. So we are a super app and uh, we're also an ecosystem bank because we allow both vertical horizontal relationships. And beyond that, we also allow others, other you know, startups who have beautiful solutions to integrate their APIs into our ecosystem so that we can provide a broad range of solutions to SMEs, freelancers, and also the Gen Zs on the platform. So that's how we are different from every other startup. No, that's brilliant. And I mean, going back to Aladdin, you know, itself, what would you say is the sort of mission of uh, of Aladdin? And um, really, what is Aladdin Bank trying to achieve in Nigeria? So uh, essentially, Aladdin, uh, our mission is actually to support small businesses, you know, because we found out that Africa's economy is actually uh, controlled uh, by SMEs and uh, freelancers. Uh, so those are the cornerstone of Africa's prosperity. There's no single family in Africa that doesn't have an SME. No single family. I mean, either your auntie is running your business, or your uncle, or your brother, your sister, yourself, you are doing a small business on WhatsApp status or on Instagram, or you are doing running your business with a physical shop somewhere. You know, everybody there, you know, in Africa's economy, can, they can't do without SMEs because there are not enough nine-to-five jobs to mm. go around. We have yes. 1.4 billion people there are not enough nine to five jobs. So the truth is that SMEs need to be supported. But I will be able to look at the issues that face these SMEs, lack of structure, lack of access to finance. Uh, some of them who manage to migrate online are defrauded because some of the platforms we have today, they are not built originally for business. There are platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and, or Snapchat or whatever. They are built as social networks. They are not built actually for commercial business, but they are trying to evolve into that. But we don't have the features to protect you as a business person. So these are some of the issues we've seen, and we realize that most of the SMEs have to download multiple apps just to run their business effectively online. They have to have an app for loan, an app for invoicing, an app for inventory, an app for savings, an app for yeah. investment. No, it's a lot that. of apps. So <laughs> that's what we do. A lot of apps, you know, just to run your business. So we looked at all these issues and said, how do we help SMEs? Because if we can help SMEs, then we're happy to actually helping Nigeria's economy, you're also helping Africa's economy. Because they are the centerpiece of this of this economy. So that is why we are focusing on SMEs. And the beauty is that Africa has the youngest population in, among all the other continents. And this young population, because there are no nine to five jobs, most of them have two parts. Either the path to crime or the path to becoming a small business. And that is why most of them today are selling on Instagram. If you go to Instagram, they're selling accessories, they're selling fashion, food, all kinds of stuff, just to put food on the table. So as these Gen Zs begin to mature into adulthood, they begin to realize that they have to actually do something to survive. So the truth about the matter is that what we are building is going to support hundreds of millions of people in Africa who are trying to put food on their table, who are daily hustlers, either they're selling the product or they're offering a service to you. Some of them are programmers, they're developers, photographers, cake making, there are all kinds of services that people render just to put food yes. on their table. So we're building an ecosystem for them to provide them with banking services, a marketplace across Africa, and a social network you know, of people that are safe and validated on one app. So our joy is to provide a Pan-African app for them that allows both cross-border payments, cross-border deliveries, cross-border marketplace, 
and providing all this kind of cross-border network across them to empower them with all the tools they need to try you know 360 degrees in africa and beyond yes so that's our mission Brilliant. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, we'd love to know a bit more about perhaps some of the obstacles that you've encountered along the way, you know, being in the startup space and especially being in quite a competitive market, you know, that is open banking. So what have kind of been some of the, yeah, just some of the sort of biggest obstacles that you've managed to sort of, you know, come through, um, you know, in this very competitive space? Okay, so like you mentioned, in a very competitive space, uh, we have a couple of other fintechs also trying to solve one aspect of the problem or other. And uh, one of the challenges we have as uh, fintechs or startups in Africa is the, uh, is the issue of funding. Funding is a big problem, a big mm. obstacle. If you have a very big vision, you need you know uh, the right amount of mixture uh, of funds, either debt or equity, to actually make these things happen. If you want to give loans, you need all lending facility. Uh, you need equity at the same time for marketing purpose. If you don't market your products or your app, nobody will know you're you are existing. Right? And you also need money for operational expense, you know, to hire the right people, to hire the right developers, the right team, you know, together. They, they won't work for free. Even if they want to do pro bono, I mean, there's a limit to which pro bono or volunteerism can work. So you need to hire people who are well paid uh, and who are happy doing what they are doing as a team. So funding is a critical problem. I know that last year Africa had uh, close to four point something billion dollar inflow into the continent for startups. I will still believe that more are going to more still going to happen this 2022. Uh, so that's one thing. Number two, again, is actually getting there's there's a debt of the quality developers. I mean, developers that understand mobile app, mobile banking, uh, that understand AI logistics and sort of AI machine learning, because the world is going, you know, you know, actually from tangibles to intangibles. You now today you have things like NFTs. Into, you have things like metaverse. You know, you want guys who are progressive in knowledge. You have, you need high quality developers. And then in Africa, it's a problem. So that's what yeah, we have to is a big problem. To cloud, but then they have to source out for quality people, you know, across Africa. Because, and when you find them, because of the competition, they are quite expensive. Because some of them can do remote jobs from Africa and they're working for someone in Germany or someone in America. Yes, right yeah. Africa, and they're getting paid in dollars. And you are offering them uh, your local currency. You know? <laughs> so that's one of the challenges today, you know, getting the right yeah. developers, getting the right team you know, to work with you on your vision. is some of the challenges that we're Then number three is regulation. Sometimes because of the way uh, fintechs, you know, uh, the, the speed at which fintechs execute, uh, the regulators are usually left behind. Uh, they don't understand some of these fintech concepts and they actually begin to attack some of the fintechs in, their, in, in, in our country. They come up with policies, regulators that are not friendly, you know, making mm. the environment hostile to some of the innovations that fintechs uh, actually bring. Because most times, innovation precedes regulation. You know, when you innovate, the regulation begins to catch up into innovation. And sometimes, <laughs> that's a good point. Come, yes, they begin to attack. And sometimes, so regulation is sometimes a problem, you know, that uh, that's one of the things that we're actually facing that is actually hindering the, the pace at which we innovate the pace at which we design these products. I'm with you. They certainly do have to, you know, we almost need to work hand in hand. Um, and talking a bit more about yourself um, and, you know, of course, as a leader, you know, you're building your teams. And I know you mentioned hiring, you know, 
sort of keeping, retaining, you know, developers, for example, can be a challenge. Um, but how do you actually go about um, selecting the people that you're working with and building your teams at Aladdin? And, uh, and as a leader, you know, what are some of your strengths in terms of driving their performance and, uh, yeah, just getting the best out of your people? So, I mean, uh, Aladdin has been, we have been a little bit, uh, I would say, uh, lucky uh, getting the right developers. I mean, we have developers, we don't pay them so much because we are still in our proceed round, uh, trying to raise our proceed round of $1 million on, on WeFunder.com. Uh, so most of the guys who have been working for us uh, for some time now, they've been working because they believe in me and they believe in the mission. So yes. we're not even paying them as much as we should pay them, but I'm able to sell the vision to them. And um, sometimes in life, young people want to be part of something they are proud of. I mean, yes. it's okay. I'm, I was part of the team that built the Aladdin app, and uh, uh, this Aladdin app is quite unique. It's different from every other new bank out there. There's no bank like that in Africa. And I'm proud to say I was part of the dev team that does it. So I've been lucky to get people who love the vision, who have mm. been with me for 12 months, 13 months now, 14 months now. I mean, some of them are really underpaid if we look at the market uh, standards, because we, not because we don't want to underpay them, but because we do not have the requisite uh, financial resources to meet it. But they love the vision. And when they love the vision, they also sell the vision to their friends who are also developers. And most of the people, I, I see a lot of people, they bring their friends who they went to school together, their colleagues in college, and they say, come and work for Aladdin. And they come, they also hear the vision, they love the vision, they join the team. You know? And we have been very, very fortunate in that regard. And we don't want to remain like that. That's why we're trying to raise funds. Uh, today we're raising, we sit around on wefunder.com slash Aladdin and go to our page. Mm-hmm. We've raised over $400,000 already. Wow. That is our $1 million our $1 million target on the platform with a minimum of $100 actually you can be part of the Aladdin family and you can have and get access to shares. So with $100 minimum, you can buy get shares in Aladdin today or wefunder.com slash Aladdin. So go to our page, go and see all the details about us, all the questions you want to ask, you can access there, we'll answer your questions. I want you to become a part of the vision. So I mean, actually, that's how that's been our story. Word of mouth, the fairers, I've been fortunate enough to pass the vision. So that's one of the strengths I have as a leader, mm. ability to sell the vision to people around me. Amazing. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But <laughs> for those that are able to push and say, this is what we're trying to build, it has really helped me to keep the team, to keep the team cohesive up to now. Yes. Yeah, it must certainly make a big difference if people are personally invested in the mission um, and they can watch the growth Um which is a very exciting space to be in. So talking about 2022 that we're in now, what can listeners keep an eye out for? What are some of the exciting projects on the go and what is in store for us this year at Aladdin? Okay, already we've launched the new Aladdin app about a month ago. It's a really exciting app. So, and the new app is actually a departure from the old app because the new app has all the bells and whistles that we have been announcing for months. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, so that's why we're excited about the new apps available on iOS, it's available on Android. I mean, just look for Aladdin Digital and with our new logo because we also have to do a rebrand. We need a refresh, a brand refresh in December uh, so that we can refresh our brand, change the logo, the looks, and everything. So, in preparation for the launch. Uh, so, we have a lot in store. We have a lot of beautiful features. Uh, like on um, February 14th, Valentine's Day, we're launching a giveaway feature on the app that allows you to do giveaways. You want to do a giveaway. For example, to your followers on the app, you can do a giveaway 
And, oh, uh, lovely. Yeah, lovely. We're speaking about it. We need to give away in less than one minute. And the system takes uh, takes the uh, takes charge and does it for you automatically. When you set, you say 6 p.m., 5 p.m., anytime you set, system does it, we give away for you. Randomly, either to your followers or to the entire Aladdin community. We have a lot of you know innovative solutions like that on the app. And people should start looking forward to uh, how how much uh, innovation will bring on the Aladdin app. A lot. If you go to download the app, yeah. you know, the look and feel is different, the design is different, the thinking around it is different. And that's what people should look forward to in 2022. A lot of wonderful features. I won't let all the cats the cats out of the bag uh, here. <laughs> No, it's amazing. I'm I'm certainly going to check it out myself, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will. So that's that's exciting. So check out Aladdin Digital on Play Store or iOS. There are two logos. Please look for the newest logo about them. <laughs> they were sexy logo. So you don't download the old app. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I mean, that's that's. I think that's all we have time for today. But Darlington, it's been such a pleasure hearing a lot more about what Aladdin Bank are doing, and especially in Nigeria. And um, if our listeners would like to get hold of you, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? Okay, so you can reach out to me to uh, my my email. I have a personal email. I mean, people like it's called celebritybanker at gmail dot com. I'm the Africa's number one celebrity banker. So celebritybanker <laughs> at gmail dot com. I Brilliant. will send you an email and uh, I'll be, uh, my number is 234-80-325-3264. That is 234-80-325-3264. But you can hit me up at celebritybanker at gmail.com. Or if you want to go professional or official, dalintim at aladdin.ng. Dalintim at aladdin.ng. Aladdin is a... Or you can check me out on LinkedIn. Drop me a DM on LinkedIn. I'm available on LinkedIn. Darlington Oyago, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. You know, all these places you can find me. You're everywhere. <laughs> You're a celebrity banker. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much, Darlington. We will also have all of those details below for people to be able to reach out. And yeah, we're excited to watch Aladdin and uh, sort of every, see everything come to fruition this year and just wishing you all the very best. Thank you so much, Patrick, for having me. <laughs> My yeah. pleasure. Nice <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. Please follow us on LinkedIn under Talent in the Cloud, or if you're interested in exec talent, expanding your fintech team, or you yourself are looking for an exciting change in your career, please check out our website, talentinthecloud.io.